as a base runner, the reason why I was so successful was because I was always looking for an opportunity to take another bag. Like it was always on my mind. Like even if I went and got a hit at home plate, I got a hit, it was an easy single. I was looking to see if I can get a double somehow out of it. Um, when I got a double, I was looking to see, can I get to third, can I get to third? So I always had the next base as my mentality as a base runner. Hey, I'm Ashley Agle. Some of you might know me as Ashley Burkhart, and I'm a former D1 and professional softball player who spent a few years coaching in the college game before deciding to put all of my focus into youth softball players and helping them make their dreams and their goals happen for them. It's our job to help them unleash their potential and become the athletes they've always dreamt of. I come from a small city in the Midwest and didn't let that stop me from making my goal of playing D1 softball a reality. No matter where you live, you have the tools to help you thrive, and I am hoping through this podcast to help you get there. On this podcast, you'll learn from Olympians, Hall of Fame coaches, and elite players what their journeys have been like, and you'll also learn from me and my family a bit of our journey through the game. I'm so excited to have you here, so whip out your notebook and let's learn how we can grow in this game together. Welcome to When the Cleats Come Off. Hey guys, welcome back to When the Cleats Come Off. So happy to have you here. We are doing a solo episode this week all about base running. So actually in 2019, I was doing an Instagram and Facebook Live talking about this topic and I got fired up. And here are some of the topics that we talked about. We talked about the slide, um, where to slide on the bag, how to hook slide, when to hook slide, how to be one play ahead in order to be able to advance to other bases, what you should never, ever, ever do as a base runner, delayed stealing, how to do it, how to execute it well. And honestly, my favorite thing about base running, and I did, I have this record at Purdue with most stolen bases in a game. Um, so I was very aggressive as a base runner. And I literally had this mission to literally make the defense look ridiculous and to make them scared of me. And with that, it always helped my hitter when the pitcher was thinking about me or the catcher was thinking about me. It kind of like took away from their game. So I loved causing chaos on the bases. And here are a couple other topics we talk about in this in this show. Um, some of my favorite base running strategies um, and simply how to read things. So like if you're on third or you're on first and there's a pop-up to a certain part of the field, we dive into that as well. I know I've promised on a few episodes with Natasha Watley and other, um, like I had Chase Darno on how to work on your first step and how to get faster, but this one's really zoned in on base running and there are not enough conversations about it. So it's a little bit of a longer solo episode, but that's simply because there's so much good content here about base running. But I'm so, so, so happy that you're here to listen. If you want to actually watch me do this live, it's it's on YouTube. So my YouTube channel, Ashley Burkhart Training, I'm kind of showing demos throughout this this talk as well. So if you, if you hear something where it looks like I'm cueing something, you can actually watch it on YouTube and save it if you're wanting to take the next step with this and if base running is the thing that you really want to learn more about. So without further ado, here is Base Running 101. Gosh, guys, I'm so, so happy to be back. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I just posted like one picture from this past weekend. And this past week I was in Mexico. And I'm not going to lie, I didn't love my trip in Mexico. (laughs) 
Long story short, boyfriend caddies on the PJ Tour. PJ Tour was in Mayacoba, Mexico. I decided to go to this tournament because one, I rarely ever see him, and two, I love watching golf, and if it's in a warm place, it's even better. Um, so we were in Mexico and sadly did not make the cut. So that's a bummer from the week. But man, like I, there's just something about Mexico that maybe it was just like bad timing. Maybe it was just like I miss Indiana, but like I missed our first snowfall and it made me sad. Like I literally came home two hours ago, not even like an hour ago. And I'm looking and there's like snow outside and I'm like, I missed our first snowfall. And for me, that was sad. And some people would be like, I'd rather be in Mexico than at home where it's cold. I don't know what it is. Maybe I just missed the Midwest, but I did and I missed it. But um, I'm really, really happy and excited to be back home. Like, I can't even tell you how happy I am that I don't have to hop on a flight for a long period of time. Because one, normally, you know, on Mondays, I have like strategically planned lives where I'm like, this is the topic I'm going to, I'm going to talk about, which I know what we're talking about. We're talking about base running and sliding specifically. And then I have a question of the week that I'm going to end with. But normally I have like specific things that I have chosen for the day, but you know, we're just going to go with the flow today. We're, we're literally going to go with the flow. I'm just going to talk from the heart. Um, and we're just going to see how it goes because I think that's the best way to do it. Honestly, I'm sipping coffee because after I, we got home at like midnight last night. And so I haven't had my coffee yet today, so if I sip on it, I hope you guys don't mind that I'm sipping on coffee as I'm coaching, but here we go, and let's go into it. So here's what I'm going to start with. If you specifically have base running or sliding questions that you want to ask me during this live, I want you to ask me in the comments because, like I said, today is kind of just going to be go with the flow type of day, so I want to be able to answer the specific questions that you guys have. Base running can be a difference maker between a win and a loss. If you are constantly on the aggressive side when it comes to base running and you are constantly taking bases that you see before you know most other people can see, you're going to score more runs. It's just plain and simple. You're going to advance to more bases, which overall will give you more runs. And I have literally won games or teams that I've played on have literally won games based on good or bad, won or lost games based on good or bad base running. So today is going to be specifically about base running, but Ronnie wanted to know a little bit more about sliding. And so the way I choose these topics, by the way, is I go onto my Smash Drive Facebook group and I literally give people, normally I give people three topics and I'm like, hey, choose the topic of the week, like your favorite one, and we're going to make that our topic. And this week I actually said, what do you guys want? Like you guys write the, in the comments what you guys want to hear and then just like the one that you like the most. And this happened to be the topic of discussion this week. So that's why I'm super excited about it. Um, Ronnie's asking how to and when to slide. Okay, so obviously I'm a person who has to be shown how to slide. Like I didn't just magically figure out how to slide because someone told me how. I had to see people do it often for me to figure out how to do it. But I will tell you that obviously just like anything, if you have never slid in your entire life and you're just going to jump into it and start sliding, I would definitely take some notes on some people that do it. One tip for advice when it comes to sliding is a lot of people are nervous to slide. And because of that, they slow down before they actually go into the slide. But I'm telling you right now, you will be less likely to get injured if you are at full speed when you when you go into your slide. And by the way, when you're at full speed and you're going into a slide, you are going to have more speed and more momentum going into that bag. And like I said, 
Sliding, it's definitely one thing where you have to be able to develop confidence in it, and the way you do it is you slide more often. Um, so if your team struggles with sliding, I would honestly put into your practice plan, like we're going to work on sliding 10 minutes every single practice until everybody's like just naturally doing it. There's equipment that you can buy. I think it's called a shut. I think shut makes this, but it's a sliding mat and you can, you can use it on gym floor. You can use it in the outfield and the grass. You can basically use it anywhere. But I would specifically, if base runners don't really know how to slide or they're not confident in sliding yet, slide on that thing over and over and over. We, we sometimes end camps with just sliding on that thing because that's how we get kids excited to slide. And that's how kids, and that's, it, you make it almost like a game. Like how fast can you run until you go into your slide? You're going to have a much smoother slide and a smoother transition into a pop slide, which is a totally another thing, but we teach that with our base runners here, is the more speed you have going into your slide, the better position you're gonna be in. And I mean, that, that goes for basically even in the outfield, like if you're going to dive for a ball, if you slow down before you go and catch the ball, you're less likely to catch it. But if you go in full speed and you go hard, you're probably going to be able to cover more ground, cover more distance if you do that. So that's just one thing that I would recommend is go on a sliding mat and get comfortable with it. Okay. So if you're, if your girls do not like to slide yet, have them slide on the mat, have them slide without cleats on, have them get used to that and correct them on their form there. And here's where Ronnie's like, how do you slide? I will tell you that there are way, there are good ways to slide and there are bad ways to slide. Um, if your athletes are sliding only on the side of their body, so let's say that they're turning and only sliding, I slide with my left butt cheek down. So if you're on that, you don't wanna be sliding on your hip, you wanna be sliding on your actual backside. Your actual backside has the most fat on it. Let's just say it how it is. That's going to be a less painful fall. Like, I don't want to say fall, but you are going to be able to absorb more energy if you're actually landing on your hip. So for me, my uh, left leg, so let's see if I can do this. My left leg was straight. No, 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 sorry. Nope. My left leg was turned in like a figure four and my right leg was straight. I felt like I had more touch. Like I could, I could figure out how to how to take my right foot and put it where I wanted if my right foot was straight. And then my left leg, I had it almost like a figure four on the ground like this. That's that was where I was comfortably sliding. And with that, I'm putting more weight. Let's imagine this is my right or my left hip. More of my weight is going to hit the ground here. So that's where I actually ended up sliding. So I'm I'm not sliding on like the entire side of my body and like reaching like this. But I went down with basically both hips into the ground, but I wanted to make sure that I was in this figure four position and I was not sitting straight up. This is another thing where like kids don't like to slide because they're sliding with their chest high instead of having their chest down. So just like anything, if you're running and then you all of a sudden decide you're going to just flop on the ground and your chest is going to be up, like no wonder why it's going to hurt your hip. Like when you're sliding, you need to be able to one, you're reaching with one foot, your other, your other foot's underneath in the figure four position, and if you have to teach them the figure four position without them running at all, might be a good idea. Have them get comfortable with the figure four. But you do not want to be sitting straight up or else you're putting all of your body weight into your hip. When you slide, you want to be, like you're at top speed, and then once you kick your legs out from under you, you want to be in this position where you're almost parallel with the ground. Because like, like I said, if this is your chest like sitting straight up, you're putting all of your weight into the ground and you're, therefore you're gonna stop straight into the ground. You don't wanna stop straight into the ground on a slide. You wanna keep moving. 
You want to see yourself glide across the dirt instead of land into it and then scuff up your hip. That's why we get strawberries, people. That's why you get strawberries on your hip. That's why you get strawberries on your, um, a lot of people get it on their um, shins because they're going too hard into their legs when they should be gliding. Um, so that move, like I said, that mat would be perfect for you to work on to glide instead of land straight into the ground. Um, how and when to slide. Okay, so let's go into the when part. Now this is the part where it's probably gonna be less strategic, but more, I don't wanna say strategic, it's probably more strategic, less cookie cutter. There's no cookie cutter thing to anything of, of softball. There's no cookie cutter swing, there's no cookie cutter pitch. Like everybody is different sizes, different speeds, different XYZ, add whatever you want. But when to slide is a very, very broad question, Ronnie. So let's just let's just go plain and simple into when we're gonna slide. So obviously let's start with you're at first base and you're stealing into second. Okay? You're always going in knowing you're gonna slide. If you're stealing, you're always going in that you're going to slide. The only time you do not slide is if you see the actual person that's supposed to be catching the ball walk away or veer from the bag. Okay? that's when you kind of know that path that you're running you're not going to get tagged and here's where some teams might throw in a trick play they might try to have the second baseman cover instead of the shortstop you have to be able to understand what's going on in defense for you to decide whether you're going to slide or not but just rule of thumb you're stealing you're always in slide mode always 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 in slide mode it should never be should never veer from that until you actually see what's happening in front of you um, the only times where I did not slide were when, like I said, the person who was catching it, maybe the throw was off and it took them like way past second, like almost into like left field. If they're veering from the bag that much, I don't need to slide, right? I'm not trying to avoid a tag. I'm not trying to get to the bag fast. I'm actually probably going to try to read the next play if that's the case. So that was the only time that I didn't slide. And let's say the other time that I didn't slide was probably, oh, um, if I noticed that the catch was being caught. So a lot of times if it's like a first and third play, um, maybe the second baseman comes in and catches the ball halfway between the pitcher and, and the bag. If that's something that's going on, which is a little more advanced in softball, if, if the second baseman caught it way in, way in front of the bag because there's a runner at third, then I don't have to slide either. Times where I will always slide no matter what, and what we actually teach our runners here is you do not, you always slide if it is a sack bunt, okay? And you're always, always, always sliding because sometimes you can't see specifically where the bunt went. And if that defense was on that bunt and they receive it quick and you didn't get a good jump and you're not, and they notice that you're kind of lagging getting to second and they throw to second and they get you out, that's like the biggest momentum changer in a game. It's when you, it's when you're, hitter is trying to advance you and you screw it up by not sliding. You get to the bag faster when you slide, especially if you're stopping at the bag. So like, I don't think anybody should ever run or slide into first because you're actually at full speed and you're going through the bag. Does that make sense? You should never slide into first because at full speed, you're actually slowing yourself down slightly to go into a slide instead of just picking up at full speed and running past the bag. But at second or third, like you're trying to stop at the bag. You're not trying to run through the bag. So in that situation, if you're supposed to stop at second or stop at third and there's a bunt, you should always, always, always be sliding going into that bag. So just in case they throw it to your bag, you're not gonna get out. And I'm not gonna say this is always a thing. Like sometimes 
they do get the ball fast. Like you're the one bunting it, definitely hit it to them like a line drive or a hard round ball, and they could get you the advanced runner. But don't let them, as the runner that's going into second, don't let them get you. Don't let them attack you. Don't let them. Don't let yourself get out in that situation because that's the last thing that your team wants. Okay, so get a good jump. She, you know she's, you know she's bunting anyway. Get a really good jump, and then know that if it if it's in the air, if it's popped up. You gotta get back. But if she's, if you can see the downward angle of that ball off the bat, and you know it's going into the ground, you should already be a step ahead and going to second. Always, always slide into second on a bunt. I would say always, always slide into third on a bunt as well. Do not be the lead out. That's like the mission. So always slide in that situation. Other moments where you can slide. Let's kind of veer away from、um, stealing for a second. Well, actually, I want to say one more thing about that. One thing that made me a really good base runner was I was able to see what was in front of me and and dominate the situation. So let's say that the person catching it was catching it in front of the bag. So let's see, let's just imagine this. So there's a plate, there's a bag, and I'm running into it. My goal as a base runner was always to run on the outer part of the bag. So the Furthest away from the catcher as possible. That's where I wanted to touch first, not first base, but that, that's the part of the bag I wanted to touch first. Was the right side, the furthest away from the catcher, because the ball's coming from the catcher. So when I was sliding, I wanted to make sure that I was getting the right side of the bag, because that would take the ball actually coming to me a little bit longer to get to me. Also, if the one, if the person that was catching it was catching it way in front of the bag, absolutely, I need you on this on this right side of the bag. There's also called this thing, called a hook slide.、Um, I don't want to.、Uh, let's just go advanced today. Let's see. We probably have some ve- like very new base runners. We probably have some more advanced base runners. Let's talk on the advanced side just for a second, in case any of you guys are doing that. I know some people on here, especially your daughters, might need this. But a hook slide is basically a slide where you're not touching the bag with your feet first. You're touching the bag with your hand, but your feet are going first. I love the hook slide, and I was very good at it because I was able to read the play in front of me. Like I said, like if it was one where I had to get to the bag first, and like I knew it was going to be a close play, I always went with my feet first. That's always where I touched it because that's the fastest way for you to get to the bag, right? Is if you go feet first. But these are ones where if the ball is thrown maybe a little bit towards the third base side of the bag. And I could dodge a tag with avoiding it with my feet and going in with my hands. I was in a good spot.、Um, I didn't always hook slide. I didn't always dive head first. I had to read the play that was coming, and I didn't really dive head first very often.、Uh, I know a lot of people that love to dive head first. I didn't specifically love it. I felt like I was a little bit slower going head first. And I busted up my knee my senior year, so I just stopped going in headfirst in general. But I always did either a slide right into the bag because I knew it was going to be a close play. If it's a close play, you're going straight in. If it's one of those where you want to be able to like dodge a tag because the tag got there before you did, or the ball got there before you did, I would always hook slide because there's sometimes like the person tagging you can get a little distracted, thinking that you're going to come straight into the bag, and then you don't. They go for your feet, but then you reach with your hand.、Um, I got really good at that one. So if the ball beats you there, and you're going to be out if you go feet first, try the hook slide because for me it worked a lot. And like I said, the hook slide is basically you're sliding a little bit later than you normally would, 
and you're sliding to the right of the bag, okay? So you're sliding to the right of the bag and you're reaching for um, the bag with your left hand because you're dodging a tag. Um, you have to be able to read it. This is why Javi Baez gets like all this notoriety on uh, in the MLB and he gets like all these videos taken of him because he's so smart. Like he hook slides a lot and he's able to like miss the tag and then touch the bag with his hand because he's seeing what's happening in front of him. That's where I felt like I was, I had an advantage as a base runner is because I could see things happening in front of me. So it's a close play, go straight in. If it's a play where the ball gets there way before you do, try the hook slide, try to get around that tag. I definitely am just going so hard into this, um, but Ronnie, just the fact that this was such a broad question, I want to be able to, you know, get all of it. Same thing when you're going to third. If it's a close play, go straight in. If it's going to be, if the ball beats you there, like try the hook slide, try to get around it somehow. But sliding into home, never, this is like rule of thumb, if you only take one thing away from today, never, ever, ever, ever go into home head first. Never. Like it is your life. Like, and I'm going to say this proud. Like I'm going to say this loud. Your life is not like the, the, sorry, the catcher is wearing so much gear. She is, she is an armor. All you have is a helmet. If you go in head first into someone with armor, you will likely hurt yourself into a way where you could get seriously injured and maybe never ever play this game again. This is why I'm getting so loud about this because you should never, ever, ever slide head first into home. I did it on accident once and pretty much broke my thumb. Um, and that's a whole other story, but do not go into, into home head first, ever. Like you can dodge tags, you can do hook slides. Like I did a lot of hook slides at home, scored a lot of runs doing that, but do not like promise me you will teach your players and or maybe instill it to them. If anybody goes in head first, you stop the game and you talk to your team and you say, this is never happening again. Your life is not like worth doing that. Like you will hurt yourself. Like there, the odds of you hurting yourself versus not are so much higher. So do not go into home sliding head first. Got it? Got it? Good. Whatever. Okay. Slide head first or don't slide head first going into home. Okay, I just wanted to make that known. Taking a really quick break from this interview to remind you of something. We have a YouTube channel and it's called Ashley Burkhart Training. And the thing and the reason why I'm reminding you that we have it is because there are loads of hitting drills that I am literally at this rate uploading weekly to the channel. Also, we have tons of mental skills, tips, and strategies. We also have almost every single interview that we've had on the podcast recorded and up there. So today I'm cueing a lot of physical things that you probably wish you could see me cueing. You can find this exact episode on the YouTube channel as well. Podcast guests are on there. Hitting drills are on there galore. So if you want to pause this episode or after this episode, head to the YouTube channel, it's simply called Ashley Burkhart training. So subscribe to the channel so you can actually get a notification every time we drop a new video. And don't forget, you can watch every single interview from this podcast on the YouTube channel. So if your favorite interview with Sue or Sue Inquis actually isn't on there, but Caitlin Lowe or other episodes with JT Gasso or things like that, like that, that you really were inspired by, you can actually go back and watch that interview as well. 
if you want to see us conversing. So with that, head to Ashley Burkhart Training if you're interested in just a bunch more content that maybe you didn't know existed and head over there. It's Ashley Burkhart Training on YouTube. All right, let's get back to this episode. Okay. Steve wants to know about delayed steals. Great question. This is another thing where I absolutely love delayed stealing because I was a, I was reading the pitcher and the catcher, okay? Let's say a pitcher in a game has just walked two people in a row and you were the first person she walked, you're standing at second, she walked another person and she's at first and you can tell this pitcher is kind of razzled. She's kind of mad. She's either mad at the umpire, she's mad at herself, she's mad at her catcher, she can be mad at anybody. The pitcher's energy is mad and it's going to someone else, or maybe it's her coach, who knows. Um, but if that pitcher's mad, this might be the time where you can just take a base um, and make her even more mad. Um, I do this all the time. But if a pitcher is frustrated and she's showing her anger, you as a base runner, you want to apply the pressure to one, either make her more angry or two, go take bags whenever they're open. So let's say you're standing at second and you notice this pitcher is like not thinking about you at all and she's focusing on either throwing it right up the middle or dad's making her mad or the catcher and her are like getting in an argument. This happens, guys. It's the game of softball. It's a frustrating game. But if you notice that she's frazzled or she's focused on something else, you are likely going to be able to take a bag. Um, But here's the thing. You got to know when to do it. Uh, So you should, every single time you go off the bag, you should be going at 100%, okay? That's that's like non-negotiable every single time. Whether someone, whether you don't know if you're bad or swinging, like if it's not a hit and run, still 100%. If they're bunting, still 100%. You are just trying to read the play. You should always go off at 100%. Because if you, let's go back to stealing for a second. If you only go off at 100% when you're stealing, you are obviously stealing. You are obviously stealing. And that catcher will most likely know it and throw you out. But if you're going off at 100% every time, this is where you can get away with some fun stuff. So go off at 100%. Let's imagine you're at second. Take a 100% lead, and you know that pitcher's not thinking about you at all. You can likely, as soon as the as the catcher is going, it's like just throwing it. You know when they're throwing it hard or just nice and easy back to the pitcher. As soon as she makes the commitment to throw it nice and easy back to the pitcher, that's your go. And when I say go, it's not like, oh, I'm gonna think about it and then go, no. Like, it's like green light, 100%, you're going into the next bag. Here's the thing though. A lot of people, I'm gonna say this right now, a lot of people, I'm gonna tell you this, and you're not gonna try it because you're nervous. You don't know if it's gonna work, okay? So here's the thing, what is practice for? (laughs) It's to try these things. What is a game where you're up by 10 for? To practice new things. Uh, What is a game where nothing is working out for your team and you need some sort of a spark or a type of pick-me-up to be able to bring some energy to your team, it's this type of stuff. It's stuff where nobody sees it coming and you are thinking about how to take it, how to take the next bag and do it. That, that could be a momentum changer. So, and also try these things often, 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 often. Like, and that's the thing. The more times you try it, the more you're learning from the entire situation and maybe you got out one time and you realized, I got a late jump. Okay, you were out by a step, you got a late jump. If you got a better jump, you probably would have been safe. You just learned from that mistake. So I want you to be able to make errors. That's the thing. Like I want you to 
mess up, but not in a game where it's like a nail biter and you're only like you're tied or down by one and you you are that that important on the bag. Now's not probably not the time to try it, but if you see an opportunity, almost 99% of the time I would say take it. I think with my aggressive base running, I probably got out let's just say probably one out of every 10 times, maybe, maybe, maybe not at first at least. And so like that one time I made sure it was a situation where it, it wasn't a make or break play. It was one of those where I thought I saw something and then I got out and I owned it and I went on to the next one, which by the way, coaches, if you are coaching your, your athletes and they do make an aggressive mistake like that, now's not the time to discourage them. Now's the time to encourage them. Say, hey, I love it. I love the fact that you're being aggressive. Um, and if you saw something where they could learn from it, now's your time to teach them and coach them. But that is not the time to discourage them because if my coaches told me when I got out that one out of every 10 times I stole or whatever, I would, I would not steal as much. Therefore, our team would not score as much. Does that make sense? So just make sure that you're encouraging them. And, and even when they make mistakes, be like, hey, I love how aggressive you were. Um, maybe we look for this next time. Um, so that's a way where you can encourage your base runners to do this instead of make them hold back and be like, I don't, if coach is going to get mad at me, I'm not going to steal. That's how we work. That's how at least females athletes work because that's what I did. I was always encouraged to do to steal. There was one time my coach got really mad at me, but it was a nail biter game. So he had a reason to get mad at me. But other than that, err on the side of aggressiveness. I would definitely take note of that. But hopefully, Steve, that answered your question about delayed stealing. Always just understand the pitcher-catcher relationship. Like if they're fighting or they're out of the circle, you just have to be able to look for things and know what you're looking for. So let's say you're at first. This actually just happened to us this fall. Let's say you're at first base and you notice the pitcher walks out of the circle before she comes back in and pitches. As soon as that pitcher is out of the circle, if she's out of the circle and not thinking about you at all, there's there's something that you can look for to take your next base because the base runner that was actually against us saw that our pitcher was out of the circle her focus was on the next batter and then the girl at first just took second and nobody saw it coming so these are the things that if you're going to be an aggressive base runner which i highly recommend no matter if you're fast or not if you're aggressive and you can see things you can take advantage of bases okay that are basically being handed to you on a silver platter you just got to know it so um, always just look for the little things like that. God, I love base running. I could talk about it for days. I hope that if you guys know people that want to be more aggressive base runners and need to hear this stuff, like Instagram, you can't really share this, but like take a screenshot and like send it to someone and be like, watch this video. Same thing on Facebook. You guys can actually share this live after I do it. So if you guys, if this is like resonating with you, please send this to your teams because this is where I think a lot of softball players, um, they they aren't aggressive on the bases because one, they don't know how to be ag aggressive on the bases and they don't really know what they're looking for. I think the best strategy that I can give you today, this is probably, I'm probably going to end with this. I'm going to put an asterisk on it too, because that's how much it means to me. Um, but as a base runner, the reason why I was so successful was because I was always looking for an opportunity to take another bag. Like it was always on my mind. Like even if I went and got a hit at home plate, I got a hit it was an easy single. I was looking to see if I can get a double somehow out of it. Um, when I got a double, I was looking to see, can I get to third? Can I get to third? So I always had the next base as my mentality as a base runner. So when I was at first, I was always looking for not just to get second, 
but to get third. Like if there was a hit, I'm my mission is to try to get two bags. Um, and so if you're going to be a base runner and you want more strategies, Ronnie, and I don't know if it's for your daughter or maybe your daughter's team, always look to not just say one bag, but another one, like two bags, like find a way to stretch how many bags you can get to. Like if I had a hit that was in a gap, let's say I had a line drive to right center, like right in between those um, defenders, I, in my mind, I was like, I'm getting to third, I'm getting to third. And the only thing that would stop me would be my coach telling me to stop before I got to second. But if you're thinking two bags ahead, one, you're gonna run faster because that's your mission. It's not just one and done. But two, it's actually funny, my old teammate Gina just came on on Instagram. Gina probably has like no idea that I'm about to call her out. But she can probably attest to my base running. Like I was always, always, always trying to find another bag. And like I said, after a hit, I'm trying to see if I can get not just to first, but to second. Um, let's say, this is one of my favorite things to do and I did it all the time, but because I was always looking to get another bag, there were some times where I would slap or I'd get like some sort of base hit to the left side of the field because I'm left-handed, which is kind of far away from second. I'm just going to throw that out there. If I get to first or before I get to first, I notice that the left fielder bobbled it in any sort of way, I was going to two. Always. Always, 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 always going, I was going to two. And there were probably like a couple situations where I didn't because maybe she picked it up quick. But she's already frazzled that she bobbled it. And then you're gonna add to the little frazzle and go take second. You're gonna freak her out. She's likely not gonna have a great throw. So you have to just try things. You have to try to advance to other bases to see if you can do it. I there were probably I guarantee you there were times where I tried to do that and it didn't work because the girl in left field was better than I gave her credit for. Um, but I wouldn't know if I can take these bags unless I went for it. So stop being so scared to take bags and go do it and err on the side of aggressiveness and coaches that I know that are on here, do not get mad at your kids that are erring on the side of aggressiveness unless it's like a really tight game or something. Like that's where we should probably simmer down a little bit. That's where I start. I made a few mistakes in my career. I can definitely attest to that. But erring on the side of aggressiveness is something that our head coach here is, she's encouraging it. She's like, if you're gonna get out, you better be aggressive on it. If you're gonna get out, you better not be timid, you better not be stupid. <laughs> like, But like stupid as in getting picked at first base. Like that's something that you can control. You should not be, you should never be picked at first base. You can always draw a throw, but you should always be able to get back. You should always be, man, we're just going all into all the base running. You should always be on the lead a step and a dive away. Um, from the bag because if you're a step and a dive away and you see that ball's coming step and a dive you should be back but if you're caught at your bag like and get picked off at a bag that's that's on the that's on the base runner okay that's where as a coach like yes you can get on your kids for doing that because they weren't mentally focused or in that play they took a ball off apparently and the catcher knew it um that's where um that's not erring on the side of aggressiveness that's just not being present um, so those are situations little, hopefully you guys have like an idea of what aggressive base running is and what not so great base running is. Um, and hopefully this helped you. James said, I have heard coaching from first to second coach differently when I, when a fly ball was hit to right field, I have heard to tag up to run on the catch throw. Then I have heard to go halfway facing the outfielder and wait on the ball to be caught or dropped so that you can take third if they drop it. Okay. Great question, 
And this is one of those things where, again, this game is not cookie cutter. Like, this game is not, okay, fly ball to right, you're definitely doing this. It's it, That's not what it is. You have to be able to read what's happening. So if it's a ball, let's say exactly your situation, James, you're standing at first and there's a deep, like, I mean deep fly ball to right field. Deep, 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 very deep. But it's one where she can likely catch it. Like, let's say they're, they're starting deep, but she can likely catch it. That's a situation where, again, you need to know, like, the strength of the right fielder's arm, probably. But, again, if it's, if it's a youth league, if, like, you're younger, like, that throw might not be able to get there on a fly. If that throw will need a cutoff before it can be made, you probably have time to tag there and take second. So if it's a deep ball, they're sitting under it, and you know that throw won't, will not beat you to second, that's a good one to tag on. Great question. Uh, if it's, let's say, just a nice and easy pop-up, like the girl at the girl in right field is just sitting underneath it, and like the only way you would have to go to second is if she like frantically dropped it. Like, yeah, you want to be a couple steps off the bag. Like, if she drops it, like, hightail to second. But that's one of those where if you know it's going to be caught, you can kind of chill a little bit closer to first base. But if it's one of those where... Um, it's a great hit, and the outfielder has to make some fantastic play to get the out. You should be pretty close to second. Uh, I don't want to say pretty close to second. It's always a gauge. Again, if they're coming in on the ball, you cannot leave the bag too far. Um, but if they're going away from you, if, if the outfielders are going away from you, you can get off that bag more and more and more. I always made it pretty close. Like If it's a play where a right fielder was like diving for a ball in right center and she was going away from me, I was creeping to second because if she drops it, I'm like two steps from second. So then yes, I could take third, James. So like, that's one of those where like, the outfielders are going away from me. I am taking more steps off the bag because the odds of them making that amazing play and then chucking it to first and getting me out are so slim. And again, I have made mistakes where like I got off too far and I got out like, I had to learn my lesson by doing that, but everybody's different. Everybody knows their speed. So you always have to be able to get far enough to where they do make a play, you can still get back. So I would say be a little bit more aggressive with that because a lot of girls, they just chill at first and the ball's dropped and they're like, oops, I can't get second now because they're not looking to take other bags. You always, again, want to look to take other bags, but in that situation, you need to be able to get back. Um, so I would say get as far off as you can and you can get even further if the ball's in left field because that's a, that's a long throw, people. You can get even further off the bag when it's in left field, but you always want to be able to make sure you can get back to your bag if you have to, but if you can, take the base in front of you and then possibly the second one too. If the girl, last tip I'll give with that, if the girl is diving for the ball, take some more steps off the bag. Um, because in order for her to throw you out, she has to be able to get up and make a throw. And by then, if it's caught, your instinct has to be revert back 100%, get back, get back, get back. But you have to be able to read things as they happen. So if the ball magically finds the way into her glove, as soon as it's in her glove, you better get back. But if the ball comes out, that's like the 100% instinct to go to the next bag, maybe another. So I hope, hopefully that helps you, James, with that question. It's a very, very hard question to answer because every single ball that's hit is going to be different. So 
I would say definitely if you're gonna run a practice and like work on this type of stuff, have a full outfield there and have the rest of the team on the bases. Okay, well maybe, and then like people at first or second to like catch the ball if they have to. But then just have the base runners read things. They should always be trying to get to the next bag, but again, like if it's one of those where the girl's a sitting duck, like yeah, you probably can't get off too far, but I always went about halfway or just for far enough to where if she did catch it and try to throw it, she couldn't get me out. Um, so the, hopefully that was some pretty good advice for you, James. Um, I love base running so much. Um, and because I answered a bunch of questions today and because it's already 1.40 and we have practice at 2.30, I got to run. But I was planning on answering a question of the week. But honestly, since you guys were asking questions the whole time, I think I was able to hopefully help the people that are watching. But if you guys have any other further questions of any sort of aspect of softball, send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram and I will likely get to it in one of my live shows and probably get back to you as well. Like in real time. But because you guys have these questions, that's why I wanted to answer these questions here. Um, but find a way to work on something that you're struggling with right now. For me, I mean, there's a lot of things that I'm struggling with and I can just be an open book about it, but I'm definitely going to tackle the week a little differently than I normally do because when it comes to time management for me, I need help. And who, I would have thought that college athletics would have helped me with that. And it did for like a long period of time. But as soon as I was off of that, I got a little less organizational. So I'm gonna be organizing my week in a different way and it's gonna make me a little bit uncomfortable doing it. But that's my goal for the week is to become better with my organization. I hope you guys find something that you know that you may struggle with a little bit that you can tackle right now today and then by the end of the week feel a little bit better about it. I want to challenge you to do that today. I'll see you guys later. Have an amazing week. Again, challenge yourself to work on something that you don't really wanna work on but you know you'll be better because of it. Okay, bye guys. Wowza, like I said at the beginning of this episode, this was packed with so much loaded content and base running is not talked about enough. I hope this encouraged you to be more aggressive and same thing with coaches, to make your athletes be more aggressive on the bases. You don't have to be fast to be a good base runner. You need to be smart. And I hope this taught you a few ways on how you can get smarter on the bases. So you and your team can start incorporating these concepts and your team can ultimately score more runs. If you can stretch more singles to doubles, doubles to triples, triples to home runs, you're obviously going to be getting more runs for your team and hopefully more wins this season. So I hope that encouraged you a ton. If you loved this episode, please like and share it. Um, share it with one person. Share it with one other coach who is in the in the thick of it with you. Maybe it's your assistant coach. Maybe it's just your players. The more this episode can get out, the better base running will be. And low-key, I'm serious about this, there are a lot of top D1 softball programs that aren't incorporating good base running strategies into their teams as well. And this is the time to prime these athletes to become better base runners so you can score more runs for your team. So please, if you love this, uh, episode, please review it on, um, Apple podcast. I would love for you to leave me a review. The more reviews we get, the, the further this podcast gets. And right now we're actually listened in eight countries, which is absolutely bonkers in my opinion, but please like, please share it. Please just leave us a review if you loved it. Also, I have a little spoiler. Next week, you're going to be listening to my baby sis, who is starting her college softball season this week, her final season. Uh, she's playing at Michigan, but she actually came on the podcast, and you're going to hear from her this week, how or next week, how excited she is for season, what it's like playing with perspective, knowing this is it for her, what she's going into the, to the year 
working on, and so much more. So I'm excited to give you that episode next week. I don't give many spoilers, and so I'm excited about this one, obviously. So don't forget, stay awkward, stay humble, keep pushing towards those huge goals of yours, and I'll see you next week. 